Once in the ER, he went into ventricular tachycardia with a pulse, but his blood pressure tanked and he had to be cardioverted out. His breathing continued to worsen and he just looked more and more tired. So when his GCS dropped to six, it was decided that we needed to intubate him. But what the heck? I mean, this seemingly came out of nowhere. What could have happened overnight? This kid was playing football just yesterday and now he's intubated. Hey there, I'm your host, Sarah Lorenzini, a rapid response nurse and educator who loves telling stories to teach critical thinking. This podcast is for nurses who want the knowledge, skills, and confidence to respond to any emergency. With almost 20 years of experience in the ER and critical care nursing and a master's degree in nursing education, I have a lot of stories to share, and I love to nerd out and break down the pathophysiology, pharmacology, and nurses' role in emergencies. Stories bring learning to life. It is way easier to learn from and remember the stories that my colleagues and mentors have told me than anything I've read in a textbook. And that is why I made this podcast. Every episode is packed full of exactly what you need to know to handle whatever crisis that could arise on your shift. It's one thing to get the right answer on the test, but knowing how to detect when your patient is declining and what to do when your patient is crashing is what will make or break your day and might just save your patient's life. All right, guys, back by popular demand, another mystery case. I did one of these last year, and I got so many messages from nurses saying, please do more mystery cases. They're so helpful. So I've got a good one for you. Now, this patient wasn't actually mine upon his initial presentation to the ER, but as the rapid response nurse, I got to help transport him from the ER to the ICU. And then a few days later, he had to go to CAT scan. So I helped the ICU nurse take him from ICU to CT and back. His case was so interesting that I have never forgotten it. I mean, obviously I've changed his name and his age. I had to extrapolate his lab values a little bit because I wasn't fully privy to those, but There are just so many educational pearls that arise from this case. So see if you can figure it out. All right, Joey was a 14-year-old boy who wanted to play football in high school, but he had never played before. So he signed up for football summer camp to try and get in shape and increase his chances of making the team in high school that fall. He had no medical history besides being a little bit overweight, but otherwise he was healthy. So he started football camp in late June in Florida, where temperatures reached upwards of like 90, even 100 some days. He struggled to keep up with the other kids, but he pushed through, according to his mom. By day four of summer camp, he was sunburnt and tired and a little delirious. He barely touched his dinner and went to bed early. The next morning, his mom couldn't wake him up and called 911 due to concern from the way that he was breathing and how somnolent that he was. Upon arrival to the hospital, his vitals were as follows. Heart rate, 122. Respiratory rate, 36. Blood pressure, 109 over 55. Oxygen saturation, 97%, and temperature, 99.8 Fahrenheit. EMS has started an IV and initiated a fluid bolus. His GCS was 11, so two for eye opening, four for verbal response, five for motor response, and he was protecting his airway at that time, so no further interventions were required. Once in the ER, he went into ventricular tachycardia with a pulse, but his blood pressure tanked and he had to be cardioverted out. His breathing continued to worsen and he just looked more and more tired. So when his GCS dropped to six, it was decided that we needed to intubate him. But what the heck? I mean, this 
seemingly came out of nowhere. What could have happened overnight? This kid was playing football just yesterday, and now he's intubated. Well, his labs came back crazy. Lots of admirable values. Let's see if you can figure out what's the connection. So CBC, his white count was 9,000. Red blood cell 6.1, hemoglobin 14, and hematocrit 44. On his BMP of note was his potassium of 7.3, calcium was 6.1, sodium 128, phosphate 5.5. His creatinine was 7, and his CK was 40,000. As far as his liver goes, his AST was 700, ALT 500. On UA, he had no white blood cells, no red blood cells, but he was positive for blood in his urine. After he was intubated, they drew an ABG like immediately afterwards, and it was pH of 7.2, PaO2 of 81, PCO2 of 27, and bicarb of 18. So that's a lot <laughs> to review. Joey came to the ER because of altered mental status. He was tachycardic, tachypnic, and a teeny bit febrile. His lab showed some renal failure, elevated liver enzymes, no infection, and there was some blood in his urine. His electrolytes were whack, and that's probably what led to his run of vita. He was quite acidotic and required intubation and mechanical ventilation. Kiddo, who was just playing football yesterday, came to the ER critically ill. So I posted on Instagram a visual of all of this case study and the lab values that I just listed out because it's really hard to grasp with just audio. So definitely check that out. My Instagram is the rapid response RN. And let me know what you think is going on with Joey. And then join me next week for the rest of the story, the breakdown of the pathophysiology of his diagnosis and how we treated it. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that if you like this episode, you would probably like my course too. My one hour rapid response and rescue course is an introduction to how I approach emergencies. If you would like to learn to think, assess, and respond quickly when your patient is crashing, then you can check out my website, rapidresponseandrescue.com. And if you message me the word podcast on Instagram, I will send you a coupon code for $10 off the cost of the course. Oh, and did I mention that the course is approved by the AACN and worth one continuing education contact hour? So if you want to level up your emergency response skills and get one CE in the process, then this course is what you want. I put the link in the show notes for you. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you learned something that will save a life. Remember, nursing is a team sport. So trust your intuition and don't give up advocating until you are confident you've done what's right by your patient. The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of Sarah Lorenzini and hers alone. They are not intended as medical advice and should not take the place of your institution's policies or procedures. Evidence-based practice is ever-changing and your patient care should reflect the current best practice. If you want to get in contact with Sarah, you can find her at rapidresponseandrescue.com or on social media platforms as The Rapid Response RN.